0: Well, in the last couple of weeks, I've been reflecting, I guess as many of us have, on the the events across the world, you know, the disturbing images that we've seen and continue to see of the riots and the news of, you know, the injustices that just seem to continue despite our enlightened modern world. And I I guess I I wonder what the answer is. Now, that's a big question, is it? But I wonder what the answer is, and I, I wonder what my part in it is and I think that's a question that we all need to ask ourselves because it can seem insurmountable and we can feel quite removed from it and helpless to make any sort of significant impact and then we can tend to just kind of put it over here in a box that we can't deal with but I think it's always good for us to look at what is my part in this, what can I do and I've had many discussions with Lots of different people, young people, old people, about how they feel about it, what they see. I've tried to research and inform myself. I've watched podcasts to try and understand what is happening and why it's happening. And I guess ultimately what I can do in that. I've prayed and I've really tried to contemplate God's heart for his people in this because I think it's always important to see it through God's eyes. And this is what I feel like I've come up with. We have a humanity problem. And the focus, rightly so at the moment, is is primarily on the injustices that have been committed uh, against the African community in the United States. But the larger issue is a humanity issue. And, And please, I'm not trying to diminish the current injustices or to somehow gloss over them. They're real issues. But the overarching problem is a humanity issue. That people could stand by and watch someone's life taken is, is beyond my comprehension. I don't live in a world where I see that, so it's beyond my comprehension. Um, that people could respond to that with violence and hate actually breaks my heart. Because if we respond in the same spirit, we get the same result. Violence and hate and complete disregard for human life. And some people have said to me simply, well, this is just humanity with the lid off. And I don't like that. And I beg to differ because I don't want to accept that. I don't want to accept that what we're seeing is just simply humanity with the lid off. So I kind of thought, I'm going to have a look at what humanity is and maybe what it should be and what it was created to be. So when I looked up humanity in the dictionary, humanity is the human race, go figure. Um, and one, one definition is the state of being human. So it's something we can all relate to, right? It's the state of being human. But the word humanity is from the Latin word humanitas. And it means human nature, kindness and compassion, or to be humane. And I guess that's not what we're seeing, by and large, is it? We live in a world that, that is, in a lot of ways, consumed by self. We look after ourselves first. We look after those close to us first. We, we're consumed by ourselves. But I don't think we should be confined by that. You know, Shane Willard spoke, uh, and he's such a wise man. We love Shane Willard. But he spoke once on on how world poverty could be totally eradicated by a small percent of the world's wealthiest people. So I decided to have a bit of a look at that. And when I searched, I found that the annual incomes of the world's hundred richest people could end global poverty four times over. And that was in a report from, from Oxfam. Now, I'm not having a jab at the wealthy here. It's a humanity issue. It's seeing beyond ourselves and we all have a part to play in it. So if we, as followers of Jesus, look to his example, it's a good place to look, right? How he treated people. We see kindness and compassion in action. He always had time. He always took time to stop. Several places in scripture, it talks about him being moved with compassion. And I think compassion fatigue is a real thing. You know, we see so much now in our world. We see so much immediately on our screens and we can get compassion fatigue. But I want to really encourage us to not let that happen. Jesus is kind and compassionate and so should we be. In fact, kindness is a fruit of the spirit. Galatians five. 22 and 23, in the Passion Translation, says this, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows. Well, I like that one. We like that one, joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. We all love peace. We're not really fond of the next one. Patience that endures. We're not really good at being patient, by and large. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless kindness in action that is meant to be limitless so just think for a moment how different the last few weeks in history would have been if in those moments we had seen an overarching display of kindness in action how different What it would have been, I would suggest it probably wouldn't have made our news if that's what we had seen. That in the most desperate situations, kindness and compassion were extended. And the thing about kindness is it's not dependent on whether the recipient deserves it or not. It's an outward expression of who we are. It's an outward expression of who I am. It's an outward expression of who you are. And sometimes I think we withhold kindness and compassion because we don't know whether the other person deserves it or not. Can I just say that's not even something to consider when we're talking about kindness. It's not about that. Kindness is not about whether someone deserves it. It's an outward expression of who I am on the inside. Neither is kindness a sappy, mundane um, virtue that's relegated to those not strong enough to do something else. I think there is a strength in kindness that we all need to embrace. Kindness, compassion, and empathy are powerful world-changing tools and they're accessible to all of us. Kindness is supernatural. True kindness is a supernaturally generous orientation of our heart towards other people, even when they don't deserve it and even when they don't love us in return. That's supernatural, that's not natural. It's easy to be kind to kind people, to repay kindness for kindness. But true kindness moves first without the expectation of return. Scripture tells us that God's kindness leads us to repentance. Not his judgment or his displeasure at our brokenness, but his kindness. His kindness. I've always found God to be very kind to me. Luke 6.35 says love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you'll be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Ephesians 4.32 says be kind to one another tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. If the spirit of God is resident within us then kindness is a fruit or a proof of that. People should be able to see kindness in you. Kindness is powerful. It's what I personally experienced when I first encountered the church. As a broken and confused young person who felt like they had used up their life at 20 years of age, I walked into church and I found that people were so kind They walked with me, they helped me, they encouraged me, they taught me how to live better, they helped me to make healthy life decisions that would give me the kind of life that before that I could have only dreamed of. I didn't encounter judgment or disapproval, just kindness, compassion and love. And I hope that's been your experience. So because that's what I encountered, I've I've really endeavored to do likewise because it's so simple. I've seen kindness melt the hardest of hearts, bring joy to the brokenhearted, to foster hope in the hopeless. And the good thing about it is I don't need to know the Bible back the front. I don't need to be able to quote scripture at you, ad nauseum. I don't need a university degree. I don't need a large bank account. I can change a life and impact the world with simple kindness. And so can you. And that's powerful. That's powerful. So if kindness is supernatural, powerful, and available to each and every one of us, if kindness can change the world, why do we not see it? Why do we not see more of it? We see glimpses of it. And when we see it, we champion it. We look at people like Mother Teresa and her kindness and her compassion made her famous. She didn't look for it. She didn't want it. She was simply outworking what God had put in her heart. Kindness changes People, So I've got a few questions for us to consider. Some kindness questions. Are we kind? Now, I'm going to give you a bit of a warning. Some of these are going to be a bit ouchy, okay? But bear with me. Are we kind? How do we speak about others? Are we generously inclined towards those around us? Or do we think and speak harshly to them or about them? I don't know. How do you go? Because I think it starts with how we think and how we speak. Here's one that's going to be a little bit hard for you. When watching our favorite sports or or talent shows like The Voice, are we unkind in our opinions about people's physical appearance, lack of talent, mistakes, fumbled balls, wrong calls by the referee, Because I think when we are vocal and verbal and it becomes a habit, it can too easily become part of the entertainment itself and then a habit or an outlook that we carry into the world at large. We just need to be careful. How do we speak about other people? People that we know and people that we don't. When we hear rumor about famous people, when we hear things said, do we just believe it and repeat it or are we kind and give people the benefit of the doubt? I think it's, it's a great kindness to, to respond and react in the way that you would want people to respond and react when they heard something about you. Second question, when we encounter a situation where kindness could change the outcome, do we step up? When someone is being bullied Or spoken about in a cruel way? Do we step up or out of fear or peer pressure? Do we say nothing? Um, When we see someone struggling, do we take the time to help in a practical way? I'll give you an example of this. Uh, When I was about 37 months pregnant, that's not possible, but when I was very pregnant with one of our children, um, our car broke down on a very busy roundabout in Toowoomba and it was a ute, it was quite a heavy thing, Uh, It was peak hour and it broke down right in the middle and I got out of my car very pregnant and pushed my car to the other side of the intersection and not one person stopped, not one. And I vowed in that moment, and I am not a mechanic, I am hopeless, but I vowed in that moment the very least I could do if I saw someone in that circumstance was to stop and ask them, were they okay? Was to stop and ask them, could I help them? Is that what we do or are we just too busy with our lives that we can't spare 5, 10, 15 minutes to stop and help someone who clearly needs help? What about a young mum at the supermarket who's struggling with the trolley and the baby and everything else and and we stand by and we watch them struggle to their car when because we're busy on our way to something or because we fear that she mightn't respond in a good way, do do we at least offer? Like, how do we go with that? When we encounter a situation where kindness could change the outcome, do we actually step up? Can I encourage you to do that? Because then we watch what we see um, in the last number of weeks and we question why someone didn't do anything when we ourselves can't even step up at the supermarket or to, to defend someone who's being bullied or spoken about in a poor way. Now, I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just trying to check our kindness meter. Do we regularly look for opportunities to be kind? Is it part of your nature to look for opportunities to be kind? Not just to people who'll be kind back, just to anyone. A kind word of encouragement. I did it myself this morning. I was sitting at my coffee shop, and yes, we're talking about my coffee shop again. I was sitting at my coffee shop this morning, and I was watching one of the staff train, um, another one, a, a new staff member, and I was just observing her watching, watching what she was doing and the way that she was interacting and the way that she was speaking to this person. And as I left, I just said, "You know, you're really good at that. You are really good." at training, and then I was particular. I said, I was watching you, your demeanor, the way that you spoke, you were kind, you were soft, you were encouraging. I watched the way that you watched them so that you could give them feedback. You know, that's just kindness, looking for an opportunity to be kind and encourage. So there's a kind word of encouragement. Do you take the opportunity to give a kind word of encouragement where you can, where it's not actually going to benefit you? How about a simple act? A simple act of kindness. Do you look for simple acts of kindness? Helping someone to mow a lawn, hearing that someone is unwell or someone's just had a baby or someone's been very busy or someone's just built a house. Offering to cook a meal, um, to mind a child, to, to take someone out to coffee that you know is, is lonely or going through a hard time. Do you look regularly for opportunities to be kind? Because I think kindness is something that can be practiced And that can become a habit because it's a fruit that we need to nurture in our own life. Kindness in action is humanity in action. And if kindness becomes our default, then I believe we'll see less of what we've seen in the past little while on the news and more of what we want to see. Because we can actually be the change we want to see in the world. It's got to start with us. We can't just be pointing the finger at other people and saying, why are they not kind when we can't exhibit it ourselves. Kindness is powerful. It's accessible to each and every one of us. And it changes the world one life at a time, which is such a great way to do it. And it's a practical outworking of God in us. And it starts with us. So can I encourage you? Let humanity with the lid off not be what we've seen in the past little while, but let humanity with the lid off be an explosion of kindness and compassion to the world, starting with you, starting with those who are close to you and working its way out to the community and the world beyond. I wonder if you'd let me pray with you today. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that sometimes things are just so simple. And I thank you that kindness is already a fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Lord, I pray that we would nurture it. I pray, Lord, that it would become a habit in our lives. I pray, Lord, as we go into this week, that that we would set a guard over our mouths and our hearts and that kindness would be something that we are intentional about, the way that we speak about others the way that, that we interact with people. I pray that when we see an opportunity to step up with kindness, that we would do that. I pray in those moments where we see even minor injustices, that we would be the people that would step up, not with judgment, but with kindness to change the course of that, of that situation. I pray also, Lord, that we would begin to regularly look for opportunities to display kindness, to share kindness with the world Around us. Lord, I thank you that we don't do this without an example. We have that example in you. So Lord, I pray that as we go into this week, that we would reflect the kindness and the compassion and the love that we've received from you to the world around us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I love that. I love kindness. I love that humanity is kindness and compassion and empathy and all of those things. I love that. Because it's humanity, it's us, the state of being human. So we can actually do that. Hey, maybe you joined us tonight for the first time. Maybe someone shared the link with you. Maybe you haven't been part of church for a long time. I just want to say I'm so glad that you could be with us tonight. And maybe you're on a bit of a journey with this whole God thing. And as I've spoken tonight, I've spoken about how God feels about us and and that it's his kindness, not his judgment or his wrath or his disappointment that he extends to us, that brings us to him. Maybe that really struck a chord with you and and you'd like to continue that journey with him. Can I just say it's so, so simple. Most of the principles of God are so, so simple so that we, humanity, can grasp them. And all you need to do if you want to begin that journey with God tonight is to pray. And it's just a simple prayer. So I wonder if you would pray with me tonight. Dear Jesus, I just want to invite you into my life tonight. I want to understand who you are. Please reveal yourself to me. Please help me to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, and at the conclusion of the service, our hosts will will actually help you with the next step that you need to take. We'd love to put a Bible into your hand. We'd love to empower that journey in any way that we can. And I'd just like to say welcome to the family. Oh, well, what a great night it's been. I just, I love this whole kindness thought. Can we go out this week, church? Can we go out just trying to be kind, trying to let that fruit that that's within us just go forth and change the world around us? It's been so great sharing with you tonight. We love you. Pray you'd have the best week ever. Good night.